Apple will reportedly release an iPhone without any ports in 2021. Well, I mean, it's a report, but you can kind of see it coming, right? It would kind of make sense. The cable, it feels very, uh, well, the cable's been around for a while. Uh-huh. And you started to see wireless charging become more common. It took some time, though. It took longer than I expected. It's still not as advanced as wired charging from a speed perspective. Yes. It's not quite there yet. But you can imagine a future in which they overcome certain barriers mm -hmm. and improve and increase the speed at which a device wireless charges or transmits data wirelessly as well. Or even a longer range. Even a longer range. Away from the wireless charger? Yes. Wow. Will he do? No. You're just walking around with Will it. Will charging? It's like I saw a prototype in the past where the car pulls into the garage and it's wirelessly mm. charging from a distance. Ah. Uh. Yeah, like an electric car, obviously. Yeah. So look, they're they're always trying to change and improve, and I'm not saying I'm necessarily for it. I don't know because the technology is not in front of us for the time being, but you can foresee a futuristic scenario in which cables kind of become less important. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody really likes cables that much, but just yesterday or two days ago, whenever the last episode came out, we're talking about these uh, tremendous advancements in charging speed over a cable, quick charge capabilities, all the way up to some theoretic, theoretical 80% charge in one minute. Now you have to assume it's gonna be a long time. Now, granted, I should say that particular example, not out yet, that was done in a lab, but even the versions we have seen from Oppo and Xiaomi, Xiaomi's talking about a 100-watt quick charge. You still feel like even when Apple does go to, if they do go to the reported cableless future, portless future, you have a hard time believing it will have the same performance as the wired equivalent. Mm. But whether or not how much that matters will probably depend on how enthusiastic the user is. Mm. For the average person, they may say, look, I can deal with a slightly slower charge time for the convenience of strictly wireless and never having a cable around. But you also start to wonder about different environments, Will, in your car, how you charge. At the airport, when you need a quick little top-up. Mm. You're going to need some kind of equipment you carry with the phone outside of a cable. Or does Apple just release their very own power bank, Will? Mm -hmm. A portable power bank. Does Apple get in that business? And you have this slim, portable power bank for those scenarios that you do need to plug into something. Obviously, these are all details that Apple is going to have to hash out. But there are some advantages from going to a portless future. Uh, durability, water resistance, things like this that I can think of. There's no entry point into the device. You're still going to have a speaker grill, I presume. But you would have no major port. Yeah. anymore there's other implications from an accessory point of view whatever accessories you have that you're currently using that lightning port for presumably those wouldn't work either in 2021 you got to get new accessories mm -hmm. but it does have a futuristic feel to it so 
again, I can't necessarily say I'm against it. It's just probably going to take a while to get used to the idea, and it probably won't, in the early days, be the enthusiast choice. Is Apple going to skip completely over USB Type-C by doing this? Is that a possibility? I don't know. We could see USB Type-C in 2020 for a single generation and then move, or there could be multiple versions. Maybe the regular, maybe the 11 Pro keeps the Type-C port for the Pro users with a, with a substantially faster charge, and maybe the regular 11, well, the 11 now, which would be the 12 or whatever yeah. they're going to call it, would be the one to forego the port altogether. Maybe they'll find a way to structure it so that they feel the pro user still gets the, the, the option of at least using the port if necessary. Because there's also the syncing aspect. If you take right. a bunch of photos on the thing, how quickly can you sync wirelessly if you're, if you're a pro, if you're a guy like Kirk, mm. if you're a pro, mm. then you might want to use the cable here and there. There's some other rumors that came out along with it. That's the more notable one. Quo, Ming-Chi, that's who the rumor comes from, says Apple is planning four OLED iPhones, all of which will have 5G, similar to this year's phones. They'll have a triple camera setup. Some other details, two sizes, 6.1-inch model, 6.7-inch model to replace the iPhone 11 Pro and Pro Max. And otherwise, you're looking at something similar. It's kind of crazy. We're talking now about reports on iPhones, not even, not even the next generation iPhone, but the, the generation after that. That's the state of iPhone, iPhone rumors 2019, Willie did. You never imagine a day. We're, we're two generations deep now. I want to hear reports on 2022 iPhones. Can you hook those up? Where's, who do I need to talk to? Ming-Chi? Mm -hmm. Ice Universe stays out of the Apple business. If I want to know about Samsung, I got to go to Ice Universe. If I want to know about Apple, I go to Ming-Chi. Yeah, they're the same guy. That's right. Uh, aliases. I don't know. Don't. I think you can you can go see a picture of Ming Chi. I don't know if you can see a picture of Ice Universe. You can see his hand, sure. We do a hand examination. Who's Ice who? Ice Chi. Somebody said somebody created a mini meme saying I was Ice Universe the whole time. I promise you I'm not. I can't get wallpapers like that. That man's on another level. Somebody said Ice Universe was a female as well, which I don't Possible. know. Has that been proven otherwise? I'm not really certain. So a portless future for the iphone you let me know down in the comments if you're all for it or against it i'm curious it seems inevitable the question is how soon and the question is what are the drawbacks like i said in the immediate sense for me it's going to be a hit to the charge speed but even as it stands right now it's important to note the iphone not the fastest charging device on the market and people seem to to to, to be okay with it i mean apple just recently stopped shipping five watt chargers just with this generation so maybe the iOS user base, the charge speed is not a huge thing for them. But at least with the Pro model this year, beginning to get that first taste of the fast charge life. A life that I'm a fan of, Will. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be tethered. I don't want to be stuck. No. I want to be out in the world. I want, I want to dabble and I want to dance. Dabble and dance. See how there that goes? There you go. Uh, some news, some local Apple news. You don't even know how it's possible. We have local Apple news in the Toronto area. This one is has a personal touch for me because it's the first Apple store that I visited at the Toronto Eaton Center. It was a big deal when that store opened up. Well, it was a big deal because, well, it's, it's an Apple store. I yeah. didn't have one previously, but it was a big deal to me personally because I had been working at Apple resellers and 
I had my own Apple repair business at the time that it opened. So it was big news. It was like, oh, I, oh, this is over now. Yeah. Right? It was like, honestly, a couple of resellers closed up shop shortly after this thing opened because it just mm. didn't make any sense anymore. Up until then, the only way to get an Apple computer, if it wasn't online, was from a handful of resellers in the city. Mm. That seems like a that seems like a century ago at this point. Mm. It seems like a long time ago. It wasn't that long ago. Anyhow, we have some news here that Apple will be renovating and expanding their Eaton store location to meet the new criteria, their new store design. And I don't know, you've been to the Eaton Center Apple store, Will? Yep. Yeah, okay, it's always jam-packed. Oh, yeah. You can't always. do anything. It's, it's tight. You got all the high school kids are just on the computers. Mm -hmm. um, any time of day. Any time of day. Always you can't really buy anything if you want to. No. You can't find. You're just so confused. It's it, Who am I paying? It's Well, it's everyone knows the Apple Store meme, but in a, in a popular Apple Store, it's even more. It's all those things amplified in a really popular Apple store, which is what this one is. And it always kind of shocked me, in fact, that as the main downtown Apple store, it wasn't that big no. for a city to scale of Toronto. It just wasn't that big of a store. And I get it. Real estate in the Eaton Center, that ain't that's tough to come by. Mm -hmm. There's just not that many big spaces and who knows what they're able to take. But they found a different spot downstairs on the second floor. So it used to be on the third floor. They took over the space that was previously occupied by Abercrombie. Or no, uh, who was that? That was the other one, Hollister. Oh, no, was it Abercrombie or Hollister on the second floor? They're both I, kind of the same, right? They're the same. I mean, it's dark inside. Yes. There's, you smell the cologne from the, or the perfume or whatever. <laughs> you, you're walking down. There's two, two things in the mall, okay? Two things. Two smells will get you. There's whatever it was pouring out of the Abercrombie situation and Cinnabon. <laughs> That's, yeah. Those are two smells Cinnabon that you're going to get hit really with. You're going to leave smell. the mall. You smell like a fresh cinnamon bun, uh, 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 drenched in perfume. Ugh. That's what you are when you leave the mall. Yeah. So anyway, I guess things haven't gone well for that brand, or they at least cooled off or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened there. People stopped with that style. I don't know what happened there. Was it the price, the economy? But maybe they moved, but Apple gobbled up their old location, and that thing looks like it's going to be about twice the size to me, just seeing what's boarded up right now. So I may have to go for a little visit. Apparently, they have a slightly new design style. They changed the flooring away from tile to stone, and they've modernized it. And, and hopefully, it's maybe it's even easier to buy things there. I'm not sure. We'll see if that's what happens. But that's the main store in the city. So, Willie Do, you go downtown. I'll you do a special a report. report for us. Yeah. You go, you go, uh, you take your Patagonia jacket, all right? You visit the Canada Goose Experience. You pick up a Chick-fil-A for lunch, and then you go check out the new Apple store at the Eaton Center. How's that for a holiday trip, mm. Willie Do? I'll bring back some Cinnabons. So, and you bring back some Cinnabons and get yourself drenched in the Abercrombie, sure. even if they're not there anymore. I want you to get... <laughs> Just bathe in it. Yeah, somewhere. you got to go pick. I don't know what you, you got to get sprayed with something. Yeah. If you're going to be there, because that's what a mall experience is like. So, anyhow, new Apple stores. Uh, we have YouTube Rewind happened. We have a YouTube Rewind for 2019. And I mean, listen, guys, uh, people are still mad. People are. 
what is it? What is going on? What is? What are people so mad? They wake up in the morning, everybody's mad. Yeah. What's going on here? He's just angry in general. Mm -hmm. It's no fun. 3.3 million thumbs down, 1.6 million thumbs up for the time being. I mean, it's definitely people aren't as mad as 2018. But Google, YouTube, they basically said, look, you hated our video from last year. So this year, I, I think the top comment is, so this year we're not even going to try. I wouldn't say this year we're, we're not even going to try. I think it was just... How do you respond to, to people really hating your narrative? Well, yeah, you get away from narrative. You do a highlight reel. It's like a sports show. Mm. It's just a highlight reel. It's all, here's the most liked videos, most liked creators, here's, and, and here's the different segments. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, they're just going back to you know the top 10 kind of thing, countdown. It's fine. I don't have a problem with it. I watched this video. I understand. Uh, Kirk said that one of the criticisms was that it's boring. Well, I don't know. What do you want it to be? I think people think this one is boring because they had so much fun hating the last one. Right. Now, they just want hate bait. Is that a word? Maybe. They, they want hate bait. They want the entertainment associated with hating something. Yeah. And when YouTube didn't give them that bait, they didn't they didn't give them that thing, they felt they were missing something this year. Mm -hmm. Cuz hate, you know, I feel like you can be addicted to hate. Mm -hmm. Like like a lot of other things, you can get a rush from it. You can go in there and start drumming up your memes and try to get the brownie points for being the funniest hater kind of thing and look i'll admit i don't know if i ever responded to the last year's i don't know if i talked about it publicly or whatever but certainly amongst this group when we watched last year's uh rewind we were like oh man geez that's a rough one so i understand the motivation i'm not uh blaming anyone but i think it's just important to zoom out a little bit and realize what might be attractive about that. And there's really nothing you can pinpoint to hate about this one. You don't get that hate you were looking for in your own body, that drive. You know what it is, Will? That feeling of, of oh, I'm ready. Yeah. It's my turn now. Yeah. This is just a highlight reel. Like, uh, where are you going to go? Mm -hmm. There's really no water cooler potential here. There's no hot take potential. The only hot take is... You called it in. The hot take is you didn't try hard enough. That's the only potential right. hate for this. Right. And if that's the only potential hate, that ain't too spicy. It's not spicy enough. People want spicy details. And mm -hmm. People want, oh, political this and that. Mm -hmm. And people want salacious, salaciousness. Well, mm -hmm. human beings, 2019. Yes. You can't figure them out in 2019, can you? It's a weird, it's a weird one. It never, it never really, uh, it never really made 100% sense to me. I never really fully received it in that fashion. I'm not saying I'm immune to the idea of the hate parade. I, I kind of, I kind of understand the, the motivation, like I said before. But it's always been weird to me to be your, this, your, this thing you're disconnected from. You have really nothing to do with that. You have this strong motivation mm -hmm. 
to yell and scream, you know. But that's coming from a guy. Oh, I had a hard time getting in a crowd at a at a concert. I mean, I'm looking around, man. I had a hard time just being there, just banging my head. Uh, I look around. I'm like, well, am I in this crowd right now? What are we? People like the drama, man. I'm like, what is? What are we doing? I, I can't help it. So, yeah, people, yeah, people, they do, they do. And they want to, you know, people want to be the ones to have the hottest meme. They want to be the, the, the one to get the most pats on the back. I mean, that's going to bring us to a, the next story, actually. This idea of uh, the gratification associated with those kind of digital metrics. This, this, this contest. And it's no different for us. We make a video. We need some views. We make a video. <laughs> you know, people got to, you got to be some metrics. You got to pay attention. And, yeah. and it's obvious why it works. But the difference between a view metric and a like metric is one of them is a job. Mm -hmm. The other one it's a bit more squirrely, particularly hard to figure out. And I had this issue on Twitter recently. Hard to figure out where you're contributing to something and where you're just making noise, man. Mm -hmm. Where you're building and where you're breaking. It's complicated, it's difficult. Sometimes it's hard to know the difference yeah. when these metrics are playing on your psyche. So... I'm just talking right now. I'm just making noises, but I have no, I actually have no hate for the 2019 YouTube Rewind. Do you think, uh, you know, in the later years, uh, if YouTube keeps on doing this, that the hate will just subside? If they do this kind of, you know, this form of video? No, YouTube is a fun target for, for the, the, the kingdom of hate. It's just a fun target. Huge corporate entity. Who am I even yelling at? Who am I mad at? It was like I was saying to you earlier, the more popular you are, the, e the, 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 the more justified the hate. So in other words, a person's on stage and there's a giant crowd of people and you're like, you're like 37 rows deep and you yell some, something nasty. You say, you would just turn your head, you just dip out. Yeah, the exit's right beside you. Like your identity is obscured by the size of the crowd that you are in at the moment that you cast the hate forward. Once you're, once you're isolated. Yeah, once you're in the spotlight. Once you're singled out. Yeah. Once the spotlight, the C parts, and it's the spotlight is just on you. Let's see what you say then. Like, yeah, let's see what you say then. I'm a different. You, you want to stand by those comments or do those comments only work because your identity is obscured? Yeah. And so that's something to consider. That, that this entire ex exercise only works because you're a part of a gigantic crowd in this moment. I'm not trying to, look, I don't even really care. These videos don't, aren't, uh, I'm not sitting around each year thinking, I can't wait for Rewind. They pop up, I'll watch them. And in many ways, you could make the argument that everybody who hated on the one, like they maybe they should just make stuff people hate because it billion views yeah, on it. Double down? Like, well, last year's was the least liked video. Probably had a couple views, Well, Yes. Probably had five or six views. Oh, 185 million? No. Wait, is it? Yeah. Yeah. 
185 million had a couple of couple of views on it. So now people want to say they want to say so what? So what if it has views? Well, I'm just pay here's what it is. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Because chances are if you're paying attention to it, you are contributing to it, not away from it. Your, 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 the, the noise you're creating is bringing more attention to the thing that you're saying you hate so much. You see what I'm saying? This is the outrage thing. This the Donald Trump thing, getting elected. It's all this stuff. Is Just figure out which hashtag you're contributing to. You might be bringing more noise or you might be bringing more signal than noise. You, you, you might be re-amplifying the thing that you hate so much. I'm just saying be careful out there. You never know. Algorithms, for the record, they take all that stuff into consideration. Uh-huh. They, they're looking for action and activity. Yeah, they don't care, they don't care about feelings, emotions. Algorithms don't care about your feelings. No. Well, they might if those feelings affect your clicks. But I'll tell you what, Facebook figured it out, Twitter figured it out, YouTube figured it out. Outrage, that stuff sells. That stuff, that stuff, you want to start talking about daily active users? Get them angry. Make them angry and they log in every day. What are they saying about me? What are they saying in general? Get them angry, they log in every day. It's a tough human emotion. Rewind 2019, it's a highlight reel. I thought it was fine. I don't really... What else you want them to do at this point? You want them to do a whole narrative story? So then, so just to provide you with the hate fuel? Nah. I'm, I would prefer them just do this. Do a highlight reel. Show us what happened in the year of 2019 on YouTube. Give us a rough idea. Give me a five-minute look, glimpse. And don't... Because I've been in them in the past, I should say. Yeah. I've been in... I probably was in two different ones. I don't remember. Maybe it was just one. I can't remember. And I was out there and I'm like... What are we doing? I'm going to do a dance routine now? I'm going to do a dance routine? What was I in, 2016? I mean, it's hard. How do they figure out what you're supposed to do? How do they figure out what you're supposed to do when they put this weird group of people together? It becomes, it's really hard. There's Marquez dancing. <laughs> How is it not going to be awkward? How are you not going to hate it? I mean, there's no way for you not, there's no way for it to come out, for it to go well. There's me right there. <laughs> there's no way for this Why? to go well. That wasn't actually in the official video, what? though. That was an Easter egg. Was an Easter egg and Jeez. they were dancing in the box, and then I unboxed the box, and it's halfway up my nose over there. Wow. I mean, it's kind of scary. I did not expect that. But it's hard because you put everybody outside their comfort zone and then you end up with this really awkward thing of the only reason these people... It's kind of like a YouTube... Not every YouTube collab, but it's like a lot of YouTube collabs where there's that underlying sense of awkwardness that the reason these humans are together is because it's... There's enough of a connection there just based yeah. on these loose... It's like, hey, we're all... 
influencers. Yeah, YouTubers. I don't know. It always felt kind of strange Let's to me. Get so together. The thing that happens with the highlight reel is it lets there's me again. Is it the highlight reel lets everybody exist in their own space. It lets everybody exist in their own lane. That they're the thing they're actually doing, it's a better representation of what's happening on the platform as opposed to these choreographed things. So that's my opinion. I actually prefer it. I, uh, I don't I don't mind. YouTube Rewind, Rewind 2019. I think it's a better representation of the platform as a whole, even though you can't hate it and you can't and it didn't deliver the hate bait. Mm. So speaking of hate, real quick, Facebook is uh, has a theory that the whole like hiding thing, hiding likes, Facebook and Instagram will increase its post volume. So this kind of comes back to the previous topic in that people, people's behavior on social media as a consequence of the thing that I was just referencing, the idea that it's become a place where, where people can, can uh, well, where people can hate or where negative emotions can prevail. By hiding likes, the idea here, and you may have experienced this now on Instagram, it's, it's rolled out on Instagram, the idea being that people will post more because they will be subject to less scrutiny. That they won't do the comparison stuff of, of, oh, that my friend is way more popular than me. They got way more positive feedback, more positive comments, more positive thumbs and so forth. Why am I even going to bother posting anything? Because my likes and comments and the rest of it are either non-existent or negative. Mm -hmm. They also talked about something else where you're going to have more control over who actually follows you, even if you have a public profile, that you can kind of fine-tune that a little bit more. So these social media companies on the back end, they have, they have access to some data that, that we don't see on the public-facing side where they can go in there and say, oh, man, these people, this is actually happening where people are logging off because of the, they're having negative feelings about interacting with the, with the platform in general. Instagram, very popular, as you know, Will. It is the most popular social media amongst teens. It has more than 1 billion monthly users, and it includes 500 million daily users of the Stories feature. Now, I think part of the reason that Stories have been so successful is the idea that they're subject to less scrutiny. They don't exist as long. The comments are, are, are less public. Mm -hmm. The sentiment is less public than a post. And people are gravitating towards publishing themselves in these places that are subject to less scrutiny. So that's the opposite kind of of the mob mentality where you're hiding 20 rows deep, like I said earlier. Mm -hmm. And instead over here, as, a, as an active participant, you feel more of the sort of real world sentiment, it has more of an impact on you as a person who's publishing as opposed to a bystander who's just lurking and watching. Mm. Now the reason they need people to publish more content is because that content that's published is everything their business relies on. That's what the advertisers are advertising against. And if you can't get fresh content, you can't get users to log in every day, and you can't show them ads every day. So they're trying to eliminate some of the pressure associated with posting. Now, some people are sitting here saying, brilliant, round of applause, because now 
I'm ready to post. I'm ready to have a good time. Forget about the, what, what is it? The network's anti-cyberbullying efforts. Forget about that. I'm ready to go back and post and not be judged on my light counter. And in many ways, the light counter, like I was saying earlier, could influence the commenting, the sentiment. Because all of a sudden you go on some Kim Kardashian post and she's got six billion likes. And you say to yourself, you, 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 I'm, what am I? What is this morsel? I say, bam, bam, I hate you. I hate every, you suck, loser. You see? I wish I had those likes. That's what you would write. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, when you don't necessarily, when you don't have to see that like count, even as a non-publisher, but as a publisher of a comment, you're, you're seeing less of the metric being rubbed in your face to remind you of how insignificant you are comparatively, mm -hmm. which I think is the beginning of the, it's the, it's the, it's the early speck of resentment. I think, starts right there. I am the insignificant crowd member. This is the monolith. This is the, the celebrity. That's why I'm allowed to. So they want to change sentiment on Instagram, Facebook. I think it's really interesting, and I think it will work. I think they will have the effect that they're looking for of having more people create content, not having to stare at those metrics and exist in that ecosystem, and instead being an active and willing participant in a more pleasant atmosphere. I think that's what they'll end up seeing. And then subsequently, they'll be able to show you more ads, sell you more things, and run a more successful business. You see how that goes, Will? I mean, in the end, that's what they're going to... In the end, that's what they want to do anyways. Yep. So, but hey, that's a fine transaction if you feel like you get value out of it. So what happens to influencers then? Can they still sell those Instagram posts for $20 million without a like counter? And the like momentum effect, which is if you see that your friend liked something and you see a high like count, you're actually more likely to also like it. Hmm. Didn't know if you know that. You don't want to be the only liker. That's a weird experience. I like this. No one else does. Just me. Hmm. So yeah, that could have an effect or an impact on them. Instagram has to figure that out. Maybe they're going to leave likes up for certain people. I don't know. They're going to have to experiment with that in the future. But that's the, the status as it sounds. On a more interesting, less dystopian front that's a joke this is incredibly dystopian they put vr headsets on cows this is a story from a couple days ago that went viral and somehow for some reason willie do only brought it to me today he decided today was the day to share the cows in vr they put these vr headsets on dairy producing cows to see if they could increase their mood and instead of uh having to look at their dreary kind of uh terrible environment they would see green pastures and, and sunny skies and well what a cow would want to see well um a lot of grass i would a grass a, gr a cow would want to see green grass baby yeah. and their initial findings having done this is that it does actually improve the cow's mood and the goal is actually to increase the cow's milk production because they're in a more man all these stories are kind of weirdly connected today aren't they about mood and sentiment and how what you see and how you participate affects your biology, your, your physiology, Will. Well, yeah, in this case, it's working. Right? In this case, the cows positive, positive, artif positive artificial messages have the potential to impact the physiological production of milk. Whoa. Yeah. So 
the exposure to the negative sentiment on the Instagram from the story before probably has the potential to affect physiological aspects of who you are physically. Mm. That's heavy. Trip. That's heavy. Anyway, so the cows are wearing the VR headsets and they have a more pleasing landscape than a plain confining farm. The headsets are adapted to the structural features of cows' heads so that they could see it properly. Well, yeah, of course. A, a cow's eyes are not exactly in the front of their face. They're kind of... I feel like this graphic here, is that real or is that is that the real one? Uh, I'm curious. It because does it doesn't, look real, but... Because the cow's eyes are more like over here, sort of. Right. I don't know. Uh, it appears to have worked. So apparently the cow's anxiety level has decreased. Oh, man, this is kind of... Nasty, really. Obviously, the ideal scenario is get the cow in a field. Yeah. What do we have to do? We have to pay more for milk to have that happen. I'm buying the milk in the glass jar. It's costing $85 a container. The, the, the cow, that cow, their life is definitely better than mine. I'm over here reading these articles. <laughs> I mean, the VR headsets are probably kind of expensive as well, right? For each cow. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, but if you're getting double the milk supply, that's going to pay itself off. Real yeah. quick. Or you can have a field, like a real field. Uh, the real field is going to be more expensive because real estate, you know what it is. Yeah. You got to maintain and, yeah. and... And why would you do that? That's not dystopian. Real fields? There's no so, place for real fields in Blade Runner. So the farmer's goal is How dare to you? make the world dystopian. That's right. No, dystopian. usually... No, I shouldn't say that. Shout out to farmers, man. Shout out to farmers, man. <laughs> For real, Will. I'm not joking. No, no. I was in the supermarket. I'll tell you what. I was in the supermarket. And I yeah. had a time. Yeah. I was walking around. I was looking at things. I was examining uh, produce. You know, I went to the deli counter. Hmm. You remember I was telling you about the spicy capicole? Yes. I was... I don't, you're not, you're not really supposed to do this, but I was, you know, I took a sliver while I'm browsing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like an old Italian man would do. Like my nono taught me. Yeah. All right? It puts you in the mood. The bread was still hot. Food. Farmers. Shout out to farmers, man. 2019. Shout out to farmers. Anyway, this is obviously a different take. This is pretty rugged to me. I don't know. Maybe if there's no other option, for whatever reason, the field is not available and you can improve the sentiment, so be it. But this has really strange, for me, it gives me strange human visions. When they say, look, these people are living a terrible life or they don't get to stick that on them. Oh, look at that. We, we see improved moves. Willie Doo's milk production just went up. Just constantly lactating. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You can imagine... Of course, they could probably prove something similar for a lot of people's lives. Stick them in a VR headset, send them in up, anxiety levels down. You just give them the, the give them some perfect existence inside the VR headset. Feed them the food pipe matrix. Let's go. Right. I, I mean, if it works on cows. I heard, uh, you know, there's elderly people who can't move and they just kind of strap on. There you go. Goggles. They're in like uh, Italian countryside. Why not, man? If you can't move, yeah, why not? I mean, but then you ask yourself, is that better than if they had a companion there to talk to, play chess with? I don't know, something like that. 
like real life. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, my my kids started going to the elderly home. To, they oh, go, to they visit. go they go there once a week, or sorry, once a month, once a month, and they do that little craft. They play chess, whatever. Nice. And uh, yeah, they're really proud of it. I told them they should be proud of that. Like that's a good move. Right on. But I think that most people would take the human interaction. Just oh, like yeah. these cows would take the classic cow, cow, cow. <laughs> just like these cows would take the classic cow life. Mm -hmm. But you're right. In certain situations where that's not an option, I guess this this is the way that you go. But the problem is, I think a lot. I think a lot of people would take the convenient option right. instead of the one that requires more more like that. But it is interesting. Yeah, of course. You put people in a positive environment, they're going to feel more positive. But never mind people, cows. Cows, people, dogs, cats. Man, chickens. imagine if you take away the goggles and then they just have severe depression or something. Yeah, or the goggles break down. Yeah, they stop producing milk. No, 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 no. How's this for terrifying? You're one of these cows. You're pumping milk all day, production way up, love and life. You're in the pasture. Yeah. Things are happening. It's blue sky. Your headset breaks down, but nobody notices. It's just blackness mm. for, for, for the next decade of milk production. Nobody ever notices. And you're just terrified. You're basically a blind cow. Yeah, it's just blackness yeah. and, and, and just the pumping of the, of the milk. Oh. You can hear everything. No, you know what? I would like my cow to be in the field, Will. Jeez. Yes. I will buy... I'll be buying field cow milk wherever possible. I've, I think I already am. So I'll be buying the field cow milk. Okay. And uh, it's going to cost me a few more. It's going to cost me a few more dollars. But I, I don't know. I'm going to do that. Just I'm just going to do that. Yeah. Who knows if it's real or not? Maybe they're lying to me. Maybe the cows look like that. Remember we were talking about that Peloton ad? Peloton, Peloton ad commercial. Well, first of all, chill out. Man, sheesh. The dude who's in the ad is now, he's speaking. <laughs> oh. He's speaking out, you know. We talked about it on a previous episode. Everyone hates this ad, or I don't know about everyone, but enough people on social media hate it to cause problems for Peloton, cause problems for the guy. Enough people hate it. Huh. He doesn't take everyone. There's like a little bit of chatter over here. And this guy now thinks he's never going to get another, jo another job again. Because he is, he's the pig in the situation. He's the bad guy in the commercial. He shows up for five seconds and he's evil. Because how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you, Willie Do? Uh, he's just saying, look, this is a big gig for me no one knows me for any other reason and now i'm this guy for life and he's saying people in the street they hate him and everything else and so because this is a hot story this becomes breaking news but he's kind of right are you going to want to be the guy at the agency who hires the peloton guy for your commercial and then your boss comes in he's like you hired the peloton yeah. guy. what were you thinking who wants to buy our product now they hate that guy yeah. can't you tell you're the, the one that hired you're like I'm a nice guy. I wanted to take a risk. I mean, why should this guy be kicked out of the industry forever? You, this is you working that job. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give him a chance. Uh, you can't always. And, and he's like, you're fired. 
Get out of my face. I shouldn't have hired that. Yeah, you can't. Guy. That's what I'm saying is nobody's going to want to take the risk on this guy. Yeah, because, poor guy. Poor guy. And so really? here's uh, here's his quote. Uh, my five seconds of airtime created an array of malicious feedback that is now associated with my face. That's his, uh, his first part of his quote. My friend texted me today declaring that I'm a symbol of the patriarchy. A symbol. I wonder what reper repercussions will come back to me. These are his words. This is his quote. And, yeah, it's pretty rugged. It's pretty weird. He's an actor in a commercial for five seconds, and he didn't invent the commercial. He didn't come up with the concept. But that's people are now going to associate his face with uh, negativity, I suppose. And so... Well, there's the face we're talking about. And there's the cow with the VR. <laughs> yeah, that's the face. I hope that doesn't happen. Maybe him speaking out, somebody takes a chance on him now, shows him a little love. I recommend they do. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what brand would be right for him. What brand would you give that guy there? Can you do some, uh, what is it, Saks underwear? I was just thinking that. Because Kirk was talking about Saks earlier. Yeah. He could do uh, maybe Dollar Shave Club. Would take a chance on him. Yeah. Peloton gets the guy again. Yeah, the wife gets him. The and it, the entire commercial is flipped. They just yeah. do a, a carbon copy video flipped just to show the other side. Exactly. Okay, we just saved the whole situation. She surprises him with the Peloton. I don't think it works, though. Does that make everything right? I don't. I know. Yeah. Right. My, I'm Continue working on my mental gymnastics as to whether that works or not, or if that's just more patriarchy because now he he's still in. I don't know. I'm I'm confused. You're thinking she, about the flipped scenario. Well, because she bought it for him because she's intimidated. I mean, so long as she has the nervous look on her face. You, I guess there's a way to flip it where it's... But I don't know. I still think it's good. She might have to smile a couple more times, but they're going to be too afraid to ask her to do that because there might be a human rights tribunal. <laughs> oh, man. 2019! 2019, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how about a cool one for 2019? Enough about all the... All that noise. Coca-Cola's glowing lightsaber bottles are the first flexible OLED tech in a consumer product. I don't know if they're the first. I don't know. I modified Gizmodo's headline there. It's the first I've seen in a product you can actually buy on the shelf. That, now that is the Blade Runner I want to participate in. Mm. I, I mean, just look at that, Will. In the future, you walk into a supermarket. I want OLED on everything. Not a supermarket, uh, like a 7-Eleven. Mm. OLED on everything in the 7-Eleven. And the, the actual space is kind of dark because everything's glowing in the 7-Eleven. Can I go to that 7-Eleven in Singapore? Will you allow me to do that? Yeah. Is this Singapore? Where is this? Is it Singapore? Uh, it might not be. I might have got that wrong. Yeah. Coca Singapore. Singapore. Yeah, of course this is in Singapore. This kind of cool stuff can't happen here. That has to be in Singapore. So, so I don't know who's going to go, me or you, but we got to go get one of these. The problem is, okay, I should just uh, probably describe this a little better. You have a glowing lightsaber to, to market the launch of the new Star Wars. And there's two versions 
of this Coca-Cola bottle with the glowing lightsaber on it. You either get the blue lightsaber. What's her name? Ray. You get the uh, you get the Ray glowing blue lightsaber, or you get the Kylo Ren. Which one do you want, Will? Which one would you want to uh, for as a collector? Uh, I don't know. They're both cool. Hey I'm man, good. I'm good. Hey way. man, which one do you take? <laughs> which one do you take? Uh, I don't know. I'll take the blue one. You take the blue one. Sure. Okay. So you took the light side, not the dark side. <laughs> yes. All right. Why, why not? Okay. All right. Willie, do I mean the word is out? So these are launching on the sixth of December, and they're going to be incredibly limited. There will be eight thousand. Let me see if I'm right on that. I believe it's 8,000 units. And they're going to be available at random stores in low volumes so that no one can start lining up and try to buy them all and resell them on eBay. They're just going to pop up randomly. Now, there's a little button kind of hidden under the label that you press to illuminate the OLED lightsaber. But it does have a lifespan to it because obviously this thing is very small and slim, so you can't put a huge battery in there. You are capable of lighting that OLED for around 40 minutes in total. Hmm. So if you do find one of these, don't go, don't go full madness mode launching that OLED, because uh, your collector's item isn't gonna be nearly as cool if you wipe it out. That said, maybe have fun with it too, because I don't know, probably the battery will degrade eventually anyways. And, and who knows if collectors are even going to get their hands on it. It's probably just regular people on social media going to get their hands on it. There is a post on Instagram of a person actually showcasing how it works. You can play that video real quick. So he squeezes the side of it here, and look at that. It lights up. That's so cool. Now, of course, we've seen OLED in very expensive products. It's cool to see it pop up in less expensive products. Other people can participate. And it's one of the advantages of this particular technology, the fact that uh, you don't need... In, in, uh, you don't need nearly as much of a structure around it for, mm -hmm. for the technology to work. And it's insight into an eventual rollable OLED future in which your billboards and, and your, your light posts and whatnot are covered yeah. in Blade Runner-esque luminescence. The fact that it's in a Coke bottle is pretty impressive. It's cool, me. right? Like, it... <laughs> makes me uh figure out all these questions of like where's the battery go there's mm -hmm. liquid there yeah you know no no backlight necessary ultra thin panel good on coca-cola i think this is a really cool um, a marketing idea and maybe some, maybe one of our fans from singapore can send us one show up on a show i'll put it right here hmm. and give you a shout out probably not but i don't know do we have any fans in singapore shout out singapore uh, last story for me. Do you remember the story with the pizza rat, Will? The pizza uh -huh. rat in New York City in the subway? Kirk remembers that story. The guy's carrying the pizza around. The rat. Anyway, it was a viral story once upon a time. We got our new one, which is kind of fitting because we had the topic recently about caffeine on the last episode. We're saying Willie Do is the only guy in the office who knows how to use caffeine correctly. Well, I, I don't think this rat knows how to use caffeine correctly. Because you scroll down over here, he really needs his daily dose. As you can tell, he's in the New York City subway and he does not want to put down his coffee cup. He's got places to be. He's got to get that coffee going so he can get on with his daily activities. And so he will not drop the coffee cup 
It turned into its very own little viral meme. I don't think it's on the same level as Pizza Rat, because Pizza Rat is just, it's got a ring to it. Pizza, it's a big pizza he was carrying. He had no business with the big pizza. Coffee Rat, I mean, this should tell you something about our perceptions. He looks like he's just on his way to work. Coffee Rat, like a person carrying a coffee mug. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about this one is that if you scroll down, once upon a time, there was a New Yorker cover, and you'll appreciate this, Will. Because you're, you're, you like to, uh, you're illustrating, you're drawing things. If you click on it, because you got to see the whole picture. There was a cover in which the rat down in the bottom of the subway is being compared to, to the New York City worker. Uh-huh. The rat's just doing his job. The guy's doing his job. And Coffee Rat is like a real life version of that. He's just on his way to work. Doing you his see, thing. Yeah, you see how it goes? He's got the daily, got the morning coffee. And he's on his way to work. Just like us. You see? Anyway, there you have it. That's it. That's all I got for today. Uh, I think we go out on a high note with Coffee Rat. And what did we learn today, Will? Uh, <clears throat> we should uh, be nice to the Peloton guy. That's oh, I like, I like it. You know? Shout out to the Peloton guy. I'm sending good vibes your way. I have no idea what you do in life from this, stamp- from this point forward. But I would like to encourage anyone who's watching this who has a chance to hire Peloton Guy. You know what? Peloton Guy, if you want to come on the show and promote yourself as an actor, it's an open invitation. Open invitation to Peloton Guy. And if you are are capable of hiring Peloton Guy, I recommend you do so. He's hot right now. He's hot for the wrong reasons, or he's hot. He could be hot. We just got to figure out how to reframe the thing. So... Shout out Palatin guy.